Everybody, uh, welcome to the first episode of the Lamont Experience. I have partnered with the good people at Boston Cannabis Week, Boston Hemp Company, and Experience Creative, and we are kicking off Boston Cannabis Week 2020, Elevate the Culture, and we have some cool people that are working with us. We have uh, MCR Labs, Berkshire Roots, High Identity, 96.9 Boston, I mean, so many cool people. Elevate Northeast, Trill Fits, Western Front, the good people at PAX, and we cannot forget Rhythm and Raps. So we're gonna kick off what hopes to be a great week of Boston Cannabis, celebration of the culture, and we are once again going to elevate the culture. And this is our first episode, and I, I can't think of a cooler way to start the episode uh, than from introducing somebody who has gone on to great success, who was locally grown, uh, he is the vice president of Wu-Tang Management, Protect Your Neck Records, so many more that we're going to get into. Please, everybody, welcome my man, Jimmy Kang, to the show. What's up, Jimmy? What up, Lamont? Thank you for um, inviting me to your show. Oh, I, listen, man, you're like royalty around these parts. And like <laughs> when I talked to you for the first time the other day, I didn't realize that the connection we had was deeper than our first phone call. Because I find out you're from Worcester. Where are Worcester, your family from? <laughs> and my family is from Worcester. And then he's like, he knows my cousins. He knows my aunts. He probably yeah, knows some deep, dark secrets that I don't want to share uh -huh. about me. You know, he uh -huh. probably knows all that shit. So I'm going to keep it real cool so he doesn't make me look bad. Uh, man, Worcester, that is bananas, man. You know, like, all my family. How, that is uh, nutty, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I got to I got to Worcester from um, I grew up in L.A. Um, I played hockey for the Junior Bruins, and then I went to Wo Framingham State, then to Worcester State, and just stayed out in Worcester because I started um, promoting all the nightclubs, to um, managing five nightclubs and owning one. Yeah, I was I was reading up about you, man, and you were definitely handling business with the nightclubs. Like you were managing so many cool spots. How did you juggle that? Like, how did you juggle managing the clubs? And did that lead? to uh you getting into in the business with the wu-tang like yes. how does that so i started managing the club um started managing a big club at the biggest club in central massachusetts and we're bringing all the artists in all the time and um i met um crumb snatcher crumb snatcher asked me to help him out um so we started helping him out start breaking records and doing big things right and, and then after that I signed up, signed um, Ed OG, Jason, and Slane for special teams to put Boston wow. on the map. That's so we put Boston, Yeah, so we put Boston on the map that way. Um, right after that, a lot of opportunities started coming through, and one of them was um, hanging around with the Wu, doing shows with them in the Capadonna, and then all of a sudden, you know, they put me as a management into Wu-Tang management, and within two years, they put me as the VP of Wu-Tang management, where we created, opened up... Um, Protect Your Neck Records up again, Protect Your Neck Distribution. Uh, we created Woo World Radio and Woo World DJ Coalition. You know, trying to put, put things together, structured. Dude, that is amazing. Like, Wu-Tang Clan is, uh, RZA especially probably, that's on my bucket list of conversations to have over a burrito. Like, I mm. need to talk to the RZA one of these days. Wu-Tang Clan, I've been obviously a Wu-Tang fan since I was a kid. And how can you, like, and it made me go, how does an ice hockey player from Worcester link up with <laughs> nine legends from Staten Island 
I mean, that you pretty much told me, but that is like that is such a that's like a a, a movie. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Sometimes I sit sit and think about it. Like, damn, I used to listen to these guys, and once I was in the management, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Once they made me the VP, it was kind of kind of kind of surreal, you know. It's like wow. And then, you know, just to see the people that's been around them in the in the beginning, they're all good with me now, but in the beginning, they were kind of hating on me. Like, who's this Asian dude coming into this whole cypher as one of the managers? Wu-Tang, the Wu-Tang people? Yeah, you know, the Wu-Tang's... The, well, you got to not... All right, so you got to think, right? The Wu-Tang, every single Wu-Tang clan members got their own personal manager. So all of right. them used to be under under um, Wu-Tang management, you know, working under John Wu Gibbons. So when I got involved, they're like, okay, look at this dude. He's cool and everything. But then once they made me like the VP, they were kind of like, yo, we've been around this situation for like 25 years. Who's this dude? He just comes in here and you you guys just made him the VP in two years? And Mook goes, well, you guys been with me for 25 years and you guys haven't done a lot compared to what this man's been doing in the past two years. So we got to put him up. That's crazy. So, I, I, it just... It would just shock me that like anybody in the Wu anybody involved with Wu Tang, because that Wu Tang is obviously so uh well, you know, you so deep be, in the Asian culture. Yes, yes. You have to be um very spiritual, um, you know, everything doing for the for the children and blessing the people around you. That's why we've been blessed by, you know, God. You know, God's great. Been blessing me. So I've been helping everyone around me. Um been taught, you know, for, to be in the Wu-Tang Clan, obviously you got to be a straight person. Along with that, you got to be in the streets um, beforehand. So they understand you're official and everything too. So it's a whole big combination right. of everything. Right. It's not just that you're into rapping or you're into music, you're into business. It's a whole, whole like characteristics that goes together to be part of the system. You got to just, you got to envelop the entire lifestyle. They want, right. They don't want any outsiders. They want you to be as much woo as they've been woo official yeah, from the like, start. It's like family. It's okay. like we do anything for each other. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's a beautiful situation. Do you have like, do you, are you sort of, do you check in with those guys day to day or what's your interactions with like woo yeah, or other members? Uh, Is it mostly RZA? Yeah, every, every Wednesday we have an executive meeting, so we talk to everyone, um, figure out what we're going to do um, coming up, you know, the plans and everything. We talk to the booking agent, CAA. Um, we talk to our infamous, our PR. We talk to um, whoever we're doing business with. But mostly every Wednesday we sit down and come up with game plans, you know. So when people got a team and everyone lives away, you still got to have meetings. If you don't have meetings, everyone falls apart. That's true. You got to keep things cohesive. Which brings me to my next question as far as future endeavors. You are planning uh, a Wu-Tang theme park in well, Seoul, Korea. Well, Wu-Tang theme park was um, brought up to uh, by me from the government of Korea because they're trying to do theme parks. Yeah. So I set, so I set everything up with them, and then I, I put that together with RZA and Freedom so they could um, broker the deal. That's – they got to have – they have to be the first music group, first artists to ever have their own theme park. And can I please suggest uh, Protect Your Neck roller coaster? I think like <laughs> a roller coaster got to be called Protect Your Neck. Yes, yes. Lines around the corner. I'm showing up. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, Is there uh, a timetable? 
uh, right now we're uh, we're waiting for Korea, uh, the government of Korea, to approve everything uh, with the with the people because there's already theme parks around there. So what they wanted to do was add a Wu Tang theme park scene over there because I guess in Korea um, they travel down towards south, like way south, and that's where all the theme parks at, and they're trying to build that up because that's like country, it's not city. So they're trying mm. to make that like a theme park um, place for a bunch of things. And they consider oh, playing as one of us. And we're also working on um, getting our getting our own uh, Wu Tang management um, nightclub in South Korea that we're working on right now. Dude, you are up to hefty things, man. That is the it's beautiful. Yeah, right uh, now, and, and it's great that. Whoops, sorry. Right now, I'm in Thunder Studios in Long Beach. Um, um, I got in the board with Probus. Probus is in Thunder Studios doing everything, and it's it's a wonderful thing. Yesterday I was with the Onyx, with Cap, and also with Capadonna. Showed up this place. In a little bit after after this meeting, uh, um, I'm having uh, bringing. I brought the money team over here to Thunder Studios so they could check it out, so we could do some boxing matches and everything. Um, and also after this, I'm going to be talking to um, Styles P. Styles P. and um, um, Ryan from Rock Nation, um, his manager, so that we could figure out how to do shows here. Maybe we, I think we're going to be doing the Locks and the Dave East show out here. You know, we're going to be getting with Griselda. Uh, we're also going to be working on with Bobby D, um, Snoop Dogg, and DMX show. Like it's it's going to be great. You know, innovating the innovating the industry because while while I was sitting here um, with the clan and not making any money. Because our shows are all canceled since uh, March, right? And then I got this opportunity to come to Thunder in LA, and once once um I sat down with them and gave them an opportunity how to change the industry, they put me on the board. So basically, um, Thunder Studio becomes becomes the venue, and now the promoters and the booking agents are back in the game. The promoters could hire the artists, uh, the promoters could call the booking agent, CAA, CAA can call. Wu Tang to Snoop Dogg to Lady Gaga or whoever they want to do all the big concerts, and they could actually host it. I mean, and we're gonna host it in Thunder Studio, mm-hmm. so that way it's virtual. Everyone has their own um, stages. There's 14 stages here, and if you get, let's say, twenty dollars a show, one million people watching, that's twenty million. You get a share in one day. Good business. That's love. That was actually going to be my next, the next thing I brought up, you know, uh, uh, Probus and the Thunder Crew, Thunder Studios, and you guys are linking up with Vimeo. So you're linking up with Vimeo and you're going to be doing the streaming services. So you guys basically going to start a service to compete with uh, like Apple Music, uh, uh, Tidal. The thing thing about us, the thing about us is um, that um, we actually have the studio and the hangers. So we're not gonna be actually competing with nobody because ev- all the celebrities and everyone's already coming here. Which we, we do the we broadcast the wrestling events, we broadcast Coliseum events, we broadcast um, Cardi B, Fashion Nova stuff, Kanye West. These guys been here for 20 years doing videos, music actually music videos and production for Fox Sports, uh, Ariana Grande, Katy, Katy Perry, Wu Tang Clan, like everyone. So once again. I just got blessed. It's just amazing how these Hey, guys hey, are- hey, hey. Listen, you got it on lock. You got blessed, but do not discount your hard work, man. You did this. You helped make this happen. 
We can't put that aside, right? Like, yes, got blessed, no doubt. But you worked hard to get to this point, man. And you're seeing that's the fruits, true. man. And that's beautiful. Like, I'm happy for you, dude. And I mean, as fam, as family, as family, yep. I'm just going to say, you I, just, I just, I'm going to try and get ringside seats. That's all I'm trying to do is that's get some ringside seats. That's a wrap. <laughs> so yeah, you're in LA right now. You got all these moves you're making and that's what's up. And so it seems that with the pandemic, you, you haven't slowed down a bit. Like how long was it before you were traveling again? Like how long before you um, kind of got back out there? It was kind of crazy because once the pandemic happened for the first month, I sat there um, I, right in downtown Worcester, right across City Hall. I own a store. I also own a full-blown studio. Um, and it kind of it kind of stank because for that six months, I spent $30,000 on the rent. And, you know, I couldn't – we weren't essential. So now my studio from Straight Up Media Center becomes Studio Media Institute, where we're going to be teaching kids and everything, too. So we become essential during the pandemic that's going to come in November. And my exclusive store, the boutique, we made it half UPS store. So now we're in a shipping center um, approved by um, USPS. So now we're essential during the pandemic coming up and we can ship everything out from our store. And also opening up a boxing gym in, a, in Worcester to um, get Rocky to um, create the champions that we got. You know, getting into the game every way possible. The pandemic actually um, let me settle down instead of just running around with my cut head off, trying to do everything, especially with Wu-Tang, it takes so much time that I didn't really have time for Jimmy Kang. So this pandemic gave me six months of Jimmy Kang time where I started capitalizing on everything that I had started. And it's been amazing, like amazing, amazing. Just going everywhere, conquering land, going everywhere and just setting up deals and becoming bored of all these businesses. And I also became a board of um, domestic violence awareness. Um, you'll hear that real quick. I'm the VP of that. Uh, we're gonna put that out all over the world. So it's, it's going to be amazing, not only for women, but for guys, too. You know, guys get beat up by their girls and they can't do nothing because they're too ashamed right, getting beat up right. by their girl. You know, right. so but we're gonna, and then and then once once you retaliate, you go to jail because you're not going to tell the cops something happened because the girl's going to call the cops. So it goes both ways. And then there's girls that scared that that don't know what's going on where they're just sitting still, getting beat up and abused every day by their man, and they don't know what to do. So we're going to set it up and set up programs for that. And then me and my man's going to open up a um, – we're talking about it right now, trying to get a three-decker and open up a, a sober house for people in Worcester trying to get something started, you know, get, getting some money in. So I'm trying to do right for the community. That's – man, that is – that's beautiful, man. Honestly, that's lovely. You have, I'm inspired because uh, you're, you're doing so much, and especially in a time like this, where so many things are shut down. And for me personally, like, I got to be straight up. I haven't even put a pair of pants on since March. Like, I haven't even, honestly, like, I don't even, this might make me go outside and walk around the block. Like, yo, I'm not even, like, I'm, I'm trying to be funny, but I'm not. Because I've been so, I've been so much of a hermit. Since, right. So look at, I haven't even been to the barbershop. I look like I just got rescued from a desert island if they rescue black people. Like I, I look like that. <laughs> I mean, but hearing what you're up to, man, hearing all the cool things you're up to, 
definitely inspires me. Obviously, being from Worcester, you have uh, your shop exclusives you were telling me about. And uh, and you, also, you said there's a... Yeah, we're also opening up a bodega in downtown. I was going to say, that was it. I was going to say, you got a bodega coming out. With, the, uh, with CBD products, um, one side CBD, bodega, bodega, exclusive drinks, um, you know, exclusive snacks. Um, the thing that happened in Worcester is uh, there's a pandemic happening in Worcester with, uh, with dope. We're trying to get everyone to smoke smoke trees, you know? But yeah. what ends up happening is um, everything closes down at 6 in downtown Worcester um, because everyone just goes in and robs the place, you know? They're all high, so they're robbing everything. So all the 7-Elevens, all the gas stations that sells blunts, joints, drinks, it's all shut down. So I'm going to open one because no one's going to rob me in my own town. I know everyone. And everyone around me is right there. We've got the whole block I on lock. We got, eight we got eight apartments right there in downtown, right up, and then we got the studio, we got the store, we got the nightclub, we got the bodega we're opening up, you know, we got it all right there, and all our, all my um, artists and workers live right on the apartments. That's what's up, man. I didn't, um when I was a kid, and I would go to Worcester to visit family and stuff, like, I didn't realize how wild Worcester was uh, until I right got right. older, you know what I'm saying? I had no idea. When I was a kid, like, I'm from Dorchester. Right? right. So, you know, I know Dorchester, right? I know how, right. how crazy Dorchester can be. When I would go to Worcester, I don't know why, but it felt like I was going to the suburbs. And maybe because I was just a kid and I was just in certain places <laughs> being put in certain. And then when you I got older. In good places. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But like when I would like, you know, my cousin, you know, like my cousin, you know, cousin, Mink, cousin, you know my cousin, Damien. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what I'm saying? And when we were younger, like, I didn't realize that. And I remember when I was, I don't know, late teens, I'd go out there, and my cousin Damien, he knew everybody, and we would we would go to, like, nightclubs, like, when we wasn't supposed to. You know what I'm saying? We would go in there, and right. it was the – I didn't know. He'd already kind of been doing that. I had no idea. Hope I hope, like, my aunts don't see this, and then I'm snitching. But I'm just saying, like <laughs> – <laughs> I went, I went in by myself, aunties. Nobody went with me. It was just me. Uh, but yeah, I had no idea oh, that we got a little older. Like we would be at the Palladium. No, 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 we didn't. You know, no. We just went to the Palladium. That was it. We just went to the Back in the days, it was called the Get Palladium. Oh, word? Damn, I missed that one. Everybody's always getting laid till I walk in. Everybody's like, oh, these girls are in here wilding. I walk in. What's going on? Oh, they left. They all no, left yeah. with, with others. <laughs> I always miss the fun. Um, but you're talking a lot about boxing. I see the Mike Tyson, uh, the Mike Tyson portrait in the background. Did you? I know oh, yeah. Boo boxed. I know Boo used to box. Do you? Yep. Did you box? Nah, I did martial arts since I was um, four till sixteen. Um, I did um, taekwondo, judo, hapkido, and jujitsu. That's what's up, man. Oh man, so ain't, ain't nobody fucking with you. Oh uh, yeah, people tried in Worcester to fuck with me. But, I mean, but never happened. You know what I mean? Can't so, work. Can't work. Because um, that's how I got the respect from everyone in Worcester. Uh, once I started running the club, I didn't know anyone. So when I run the club, it's like my house. So if someone breaks something, someone does something, I get right involved, and I got I'm pretty nice at what I do. <laughs> so, hey, all I know is that when we meet for the first time, I'm going to politely shake your hand. <laughs> <laughs> and say nice to meet you and then back away slow as fuck. I'm gonna back nah, away. 
No, like, I'm, no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a I'm a lover, but I know how to fight, you know, and everyone in Worcester knows that too. They found, a lot of people found out the hard way, but they also know that I'm real, name my company straight up, and I help everyone out around me. I don't have any enemies. I don't hate on anyone. I just try to help everyone that's around me succeed. Like when, you know, up, like when I opened up my studio in Worcester uh, for the four years, I let everyone in Worcester for free. And then now I started cutting people off to figure out who I'm going to work with and stuff. But, you know, okay. I spent $90,000 to put, up, put the studio up and just opened it up so all the producers, all the artists, all the singers, and everyone could get in every day and just start working. That's what's up, man. And that's the way you got to do it. You know, and know what's funny about people is that your approach is the approach that everyone should have. You know what I'm saying? Just out there and, and being cool with people. Because it's so easy to be chill. And yet, we live in a society with dudes especially, they feel like they got to prove that maybe they're better than somebody. Or like, oh, I got to yeah. show this dude. Oh, this dude thinks he can tell me. Like, yo, why can't? We just you know, kick it. I'm just trying to kick it. All I want to do with my life, man, honestly, simply, here's my life. I want to I wanna do stand-up. I want to travel. I want to smoke weed. I want to play video games. And occasionally, occasionally, have a titty on my shoulder. That's it. No. That's you all I'm looking for. All the time. All the time. <laughs> Even when I'm at this, I'm going to come to the bodega with a titty on my shoulder. I'm going to have, hey, let me chew when I'm going to have a titty. <laughs> Carrying the blood, it's a must. <laughs> but, oh, so about the bodega. Curious about the bodega. Are you gonna have a bodega cat official? You gotta have a bodega cat, right? Oh, you have to have a bodega cat. You can't have this. any mice. You can't you have no have mice. You gotta have a bodega cat. Sleep on the bread. Walk past the rice. Look at you funny when you walk in. That's right. Stare at you when you're next to the juices. Hell yeah. That's right. You know we still keep it hood. <laughs> Got to. You got it. Well, man, all right, so the last part is, the last part of this interview, and I'm thinking of it because thinking of the boxing stuff, I'm a bit of a wacky question. Uh, all right. If you could, which Sesame Street Muppet would you fist fight? If you could. Good one. Easy. Cookie Monster. I love cookie sweet, monster. I love sweet things and I eat that cookie. <laughs> Be a cookie. I mean, cookies just smoking weed and eating them. We don't see we don't see cookie smoking, but you know, nobody eats cookies like that unless they lit. Right? <laughs> nobody looks. I got. I asked this question to people before. I get a lot of Grover, Grover a lot. People can't stand Grover. A lot of people say Ernie, uh, from and they say big. I mean, they say Bert. People hate on Bert. Because how how he treats Ernie, right, right. Now my beef for that is, Bert seems like the kind of guy who's just handling his business, and Ernie seems like the kind of guy who's eight months late in his rent, right. And like, so, how much of that shit is Bert supposed to take? Nah, Bert's just Bert's just tired taking care of him. You know what I mean? That's like me. I got like probably like twelve, thirteen adult kids that I take care of. <laughs> Uh, can I put in a, can I put a resume in for, for number 14? <laughs> Stop it around here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jimmy, 
joining us. Thank you for oh, joining man. me. It's, it's uh, an honor for the invite to be on your show. Yo, I am just happy you were available, dude. You're a real cool dude. I can't wait to meet you in person. Uh, same uh, with me. I know all your family, you know so we gotta meet up. <laughs> we gotta meet up. We gotta meet up. You know too many secrets. We gotta yes, meet sir. up now, man. <laughs> so shout out, shout out to Jimmy Kang. Shout out to Wu-Tang. Shout out to Provis. Shout out to Thunder Studios. Uh, much, much success in the future for you. I see it coming, man. Uh, I can't wait to meet you, man. I can't wait to see what else you got in store for us, dude. Yeah, Thank shout you. out to Scott and Lisa, Boston Cannabis Week. You know, yes, um, yes, you know, Lamont Price, check me out. Um, follow me on Instagram, Jimmy Kang, Jimmy K-A-N-G with the number one, Jimmy Kang one. I followed you last week, as a matter of fact. That's what so it is. I'm L, I'm L Pizzle 12, L-P-I-Z-Z-L-E-1-2, so hit me back whenever you can, man. And um, I can't wait to, I can't wait to talk to you again, yo. I appreciate you coming on. All right, thank you, Lamont. All right, man. Peace. Peace.